In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let me answer some questions. The first question, in Exodus 34, 27 and 28, Be'ul, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Uh, so he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Obadin in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verses 3 to 4, Be'ul, So I made an ark of acacia wood, hewed two tablets of stone like the first, and went up the mountain, having the two tablets in my hand, and he wrote on the tablets according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord has spoken to you in the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of assembly, and the Lord gave them to me. So the question here, apparently there is contradiction because in Exodus it says that Moses is the one who wrote the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy. Actually, it said God himself, he, he wrote the Ten Commandments. So, yani, clearly, it is God who wrote the, the Ten Commandments the two times, the first time and the second time, from Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 2. But if we go back to Exodus, Exodus, Chapter 34. And look at the confusion game in. I want you to read verse 10. Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as you have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. So in verse 10, he told him, I am making a covenant. But then from verse 11, he gave him commandment. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I'm driving out from before you the Amorite, but in verse 12, take heed of yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants, etc., etc., etc. And after the Lord finished the commandments, he gave verse 27, write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So which words here? The word that God actually, based on this word, he made the, co the covenant. And it's clear, it is the word from verse uh, 10 or 11 
to verse 25 or 26. These words that God instructed Moses to write, because according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Then in verse 28, and here is the confusion. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he, liberable English, he is a small or capital? Capital. He Hannah refers to mean to God, not to Moses. So, and he, God, wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So, if who wrote the words of the covenant, the, the Ten Commandments, is God. Wrote it the first time and the second time. And it, is, it would made very clear in, in Deuteronomy. And Rabbina is the one who wrote it the second time. The confusion came in verse 27, we all write, and then 28, and he wrote, many people thought he wrote referring to Moses. But in English, actually, should not have this confusion because he is capital. If it refers to Moses, it should be a small, not capital. Second question. God knows what is best for our salvation. And he gives us trials to strengthen our faith. But how can one explain when God allows a trial, an illness, for example, and the person prays and is patient and hopes for a miracle, but no miracle comes, so person loses their faith altogether. God, by his foreknowledge, knows that this person only has this much limit. One would ask why God did not lighten the temptation, or give the miracle, or not test the person at all. At least the person would have remained a believer. The answer might be, this person's faith was never grounded in the first place. God is using this person for the edification of others somehow. This soul was predestined to doom for doom, and yet it is still a soul lost. When you have a question like this, before attempting to answer, you need to look for what are the wrong hypothesis or the wrong premises in the question. Because usually questions that, that challenge like this is built on a wrong premises or a wrong hypothesis. And when you discover what's wrong, this will make the answer easy. So let's see what's wrong in this uh, premises. Awal haga LA. And he gives us trials to strengthen our, our faith. So the claim here that all the trials are given by God. And this is wrong. If you remember one time I spoke to you about suffering and I mentioned six reasons for suffering, three of them has nothing to do with God. 
اللي هو the my personal mistakes can make me suffer or the attacks of the devil or the corruption of the world and the other three uh, it can be discipline from God it can be punishment from God uh, discipline punishment discipline without I'm doing mistake like مثلاً, a child is asking for a toy and his father doesn't want to spoil him فقال that's discipline but punishment the child did something wrong so the father punished him but God's punishment is therapeutic and he punishes to treat us to heal us or test of faith and test of faith them and Rabbina Biddi to promote us in our spiritual life so that's the first wrong premises in this question the second one she has a contradiction بعد ما بيقول he gives us trial then قال when God allows a trial في فرق بين God gives a trial or allows a trial everything is allowed by God but God does not initiate a trial except if it is a discipline or a punishment or a test of faith بعد كده the third wrong hypothesis and احنا we believe in our prayers uh, should end by a miracle usually when we try to strengthen the faith of the people we give them the example of Joseph the example of the three young men in the furnace of fire the example of uh, Daniel in the lion's den the example of Peter in the prison, etc. Usually, we give the example that has happy ending. But for example, the story of Peter, just before the story of Peter immediately, we read that Herod arrested James, son of Zebedee, and killed him. But nobody speaks about this because it ended by killing James. Nobody will, will speak about Lazarus because Lazarus doesn't have a happy ending on earth. So the people developed this theology that if you pray about something, God will intervene in a miraculous way and solve it on earth. That's wrong. A person can live all his life like Lazarus and dies in his suffering. Not all stories have happy ending. A person can be arrested like James and be killed. Although the church, I'm sure, was praying for James as the church was praying for Peter. So, when we pray, we should be praying for the will of God to be done without actually having expectation of a happy ending. This expectation is not right. But 
sometimes he listens to the people not according to his own will. And he did to the people what they asked for. Like when the Israelites asked for a king. This was not the will of God. And he said to Samuel, these people did not reject you, they rejected me. But and I will give them a king. So actually, he will do his will. He will do this to the people who are faithful to him. And, and even in their weakness, maybe they are asking for a miracle, but God knows their heart and humma. they are submitting their will completely to his will. Here God, out of love, he will do his will to these people. But some other people, actually, uh, they will ask things, and, and they insist on it, and they are rejecting the will of God. So if you reject my will, and you don't want my will, you may have it, but you will suffer at the end, as he did with the Israelites. Then, the question, and the person loses their faith. Yeah, he will lose his, his faith, not because, not because God actually is not honest with him, God forbid, but because the person has wrong expectation. That's wrong expectation. God, by his foreknowledge, knows that the person only has limit, this much uh, limit. Why God did not lighten the temptation? We have many stories in the Bible that because of the foreknowledge of God, that if he lightened the temptation, the outcome will be better, then God did indeed lighten the temptation. Like, give me, I give you an example. You read, after the Israelites left the land of Egypt, you're like, God did not lead them to the promised land, although it was very close. Lest the people see war and get weak. So here God avoided in Homa to be confronted or to be faced with wars, lest get weak and go back to the land of Egypt. So here God in a way lightened the temptation and made them actually get lost in the wilderness of Sinai 40 years in order to forget everything about the worship of idols in Egypt and to be strengthened by seeing the hand of God with them in the wilderness of Sinai before they face the wars uh, before entering the promised land. So to say this, if God in his foreknowledge knows that this person will not endure the temptation, God will not allow it. St. Paul al Faithful is God who will not tempt you more than what we can endure. God will never allow you to be tempted with something that you cannot endure. Amr Rabbina Hai Garabna Fos Tutaitna. 
فهنا بقى حاطط 3 يعني probabilities for the answer me this person's faith was never grounded in the in the first place yeah this could be the answer يعني انا if i have weak faith we i i god here will not test my faith god will not because the purpose of testing the faith is to promote the person in 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 his spiritual life like when god tested the faith of of abraham he wanted to promote him teachers test the people in order to know and to evaluate their level but god already knows our level so god is not testing us like a teacher testing a student god is testing us because we will benefit from this test so if in his foreknowledge knows that i will not benefit from this test god will not test me so god god will test only those who will benefit from the test and get promoted in a spiritual life god is using the this person for edification for others sometimes god does this like pharaoh yani pharaoh god knows in his foreknowledge knows in this person actually will will never repent will never repent so god actually used the pharaoh in order to show his might to the children of israel to strengthen their faith but the third uh, answer is completely wrong and this soul was predestined to for doom no no god never predestined somebody either for salvation or eternal perdition we don't believe in predestination predestination according to the biblical understanding and according to the orthodox teaching is if you read Romans 8 those whom God foreknew he predestined so predestination based on the foreknowledge of God and the foreknowledge based on our actions like God not predestined somebody kida with partiality and bias no god forbid so predestination is based on the foreknowledge of god فعرفهم سبق فعينهم كده البريستنيشن اللي هو بولس الرسول في 108 قال سبق التعيين ان ربنا ربنا معين مين هيخلص مين هيهلك لا ربنا مش معين حد بيست على اعمالي انا فالذين سبق فعرفهم سبق فعين اتس لايك ا تيتشر اسكت هيم ووز اسكت اكشلي تو تشوز سم ستودنت فروم هيز كلاس تو ريبريزنت ذا كلاس سو هي هي كان تشوز بيست اون بارشياليتي اور هي كان تشوز بيست اون هيز فور نوليدج who actually will represent the class well so god the predestination is based on 
the foreknowledge of God, of how we conduct ourselves. Last question. Pharaoh told Moses, then Pharaoh said to him, get away from me, take heed to yourself and see my face no more, for in the day you see my face, you shall die. So Moses said, you have spoken well, I will never see your face again. But Moses did see his face when he was called after the last plague to release the people. And Moses confirmed. Yani, there is no contradiction here. And I will never see you again. You will never see me again. But when Pharaoh changed his mind and Allah Ta'ala, he wanted to release him, Moses went to be able to release the people. So yani, there is no contradiction here. Pharaoh fell out, I don't want to see your face. You will not see my face again. And I'm not going to come to you again. But Pharaoh changed his mind. Pharaoh called Moses, not Moses initiated. To release the people. Moses was waiting for this moment to, to, to get released. So there is no, no contradiction here.